0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You've Got Mahi. Um, Just like last time, we are in my room with no AC and no fan on, but I'm sweating less bullets this time, so you're welcome, but it's less of a situation. Thank you for all of those who made sure that I didn't pass out in the recording of the last episode, but anything for you guys and anything for the rant, as you know. Um, I'm very excited about this episode. As I alluded to in the last episode, season three of Never Have I Ever was about to come out right before the last episode and it has come out. And yes, I have watched it multiple times through to the end already. Um, Ned and I watched it in like basically one setting the weekend it came out and just died trying to I mean it just it was amazing just died laughing the whole time we did try to get into the premiere they were like letting people into the theater during the premiere like fully like into the red carpet theater like they walk the red carpet the talent walks the red carpet they do their press interviews and then you know go into the theater and watch a couple episodes we they were letting people in and we were trying to go. We learned very quickly that we are no longer the strong, energetic teenagers we used to be that could stand in lines for hours and hours. We are weak, and at the 1-hour mark, we had to dip out and go get pizza. We couldn't hang. But Ned saw Darren Barnett, who plays Paxton Hall Yoshida, drive up. So, I did my I did my duty, which was you know, have my best friend see a celebrity while she was in LA. So, you guys, this season, I really just don't even know if I can talk about this show without crying. I know I said on the last episode that this was truly the show I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for. And Mindy Kaling basically delivers that time and time again between, you know, the Mindy Project, Never Have I Ever, Sex Lives of College Girls. I just trust this woman with my life and every time she brings anything to life I just get so emotional because there's just so much representation and so much important um work goes behind telling and telling these like really incredible stories about young diverse women that just doesn't even have to be about necessarily the diversity like yes in Never Have I Ever Davy being Indian American is a huge part of the show but it's her just like living a whole normal life and she's not being tokenized and it's so so beautiful and just makes my heart swell, but if you haven't seen Never Have I Ever, honestly, we will have words exchanged. Like that's deeply upsetting, but like stop this and go watch it. I hope most of you have seen it, and so so very quickly, the show is about like I said, um, Devi Vishwakumar, who is a. Um, high school student. She goes to school like basically in the Valley in LA. She has these two best friends, Fabiola and Eleanor. Season one opens with her. Um, She's just lost her dad and she basically had this really traumatic incident happen where she had paralysis happen in her two legs because of the shock and trauma of losing her dad. And then this school year starts where She has feeling, she's regained feeling in her legs and she basically just goes into the school year and she's like, I'm going to lose my virginity and it's going to be to the hottest guy in school who is Paxton Hall Yoshida, who is like a swimmer. He's so hot. You guys, Darren Burnett is like straight up like 31-ish and I feel like most of us didn't know that watching season one and then obviously like we all Googled him because he was so cute and we knew it soon after season one. It's really hard slash borderline impossible to not think about the fact that he is 31 when you're watching them like be cute and kiss and like yes obviously it's a perfect show so I do lose myself in it time and time again but a lot of the time I'm like oh my god she was like a teenager but it's okay anyways um she wants to lose her virginity too. and Hall Yoshida and there's another guy Ben who's like her nerdy rival they're both the smartest kids and basically You know, throughout season one, she just has, like, various flirtations with them, and at the end of season one, they both become love interests throughout, like, the beginning of season two. She dates both of them, and then they find out they're both devastated because they both actually really liked her, Um, and then in the season two finale. Season two also did a crazy thing, which is the song Heat Waves, obviously by Glass Animals was super, super popular anyways, but it was like on crazy Spotify charts after season two came out. And I'm not saying it's because of how many times I listened to it, but it might be. Anyway, season two ends with her and Paxton getting together and you learn that Ben this whole time he like dated another girl he pretended to be like really angry and all this stuff and be over it and you learn when she gets together with paxton at the end of season two that he basically you know it was it was always her because it always is um and paxton and davy date at the beginning of season three and they obviously break up because they have to and no good relationship can last that long in a high school show there's this whole like through line of season three where you can see like ben just has all these stolen glances at Davy, and she just has no idea like it's not even on her radar that somebody could be like crushing on her the way that she's been crushing on other people and it's a beautiful high school thing oh my gosh and i totally even forgot Hanna's gonna laugh at this i forgot there just another love interest introduced in season three (laughs) and any any brown girl will know this but like When there's a guy who's, like, of your ethnicity that's brought into the game, it's, like, always an interesting sitch. And so this Indian-American high school boy is, like, introduced as a new love interest in season three. And they date briefly. And his mom is, like, weirdly psycho and breaks it off. But, again, another moment where Ben overheard the mom want Des to break up with Devi. And he told her and all this stuff. And he's always looking out for her. Um, But... I just really need to cut to the end because I'm just so emotional about it. So for any of my Tory Pines publications kids or anyone that was on their high school publication, Mia Boardman-Smith, you know who you are. This is for you. Um, when I was on my high school newspaper and we... Had to write, or each senior wrote, like throughout their senior year, they wrote like a basically a little like personal piece in the newspaper. And I wrote one my senior year about like wanting so badly to go to college, like wanting so badly to get out and like start my life and like be on my own. And I don't even know why I wrote that because I was so happy my senior year that I could have like stayed there forever. I I feel like I felt like I needed to have that itch to want to leave, so that's what I wrote, but I didn't. I really, really wanted to stay put where I was, but Davy has this moment in the finale where she gets accepted to this, like, exceptional school for her senior year, which, by the way, if you guys saw the Instagram stories and I was watching the season live – such a classic trope. They do it in High School Musical 3 where it's like, hello, smart genius girl. We'd love to throw a wrench in your plans with your hot boyfriend. Would you like to come to college early or would you like to go to this exclusive boarding school for one year of senior year? I love it. Honestly, it really works because it makes you put everything into perspective and they always like end up not going. They always end up wanting to finish senior year. So Davey gets this offer to... Go to this school in Colorado, and she goes to visit it, and she has a beautiful time. And then, um, again, like keep in mind, this is the end of her junior year, and Paxton, who she had like on and off been dating, is a senior, and he's graduating. And she goes to Paxton's graduation, and sort of has this like really beautiful moment where she's like, "This is so special. Like, I want to do senior year and graduation next year with my friends." And there's this moment where Paxton says to her, "I really don't think." that I'd be going to college without you. And Davy says to him that she doesn't think she would have made it through her dad's death without him. And it just stopped me in my, I'm literally gonna try not to cry right now. It literally stopped me in my tracks because it's just so, so crazy that, you know, when you're this far removed from high school, if you feel so, it feels so young and like you feel so, that version of you feels so small, but all those moments and like all those people that you meet at various points in your life, whether or not you know it, like change the trajectory of your life. And it's so beautiful that shoot, they were able to like acknowledge that with each other. You guys, this is literally how emotional I feel about this show. I, I'm literally going to spend this whole episode trying not to cry about it. Um, and it was just such a beautiful acknowledgement of like you're still kids and like you still have your whole life ahead of you. But there are these moments and these people and these places that can really affect you and become a part of who you are. And so, um, when she has that moment with Paxton, she goes home and she basically, oh, and another an incredible thing, John McEnroe, the tennis player, plays Davies like, um, inner monologue. So he is sort of narrating the show, but it's, like, her, it's her inner monologue as John John McEnroe's voice because her dad, who, you know, passes away in season one, um, loved tennis and loved John McEnroe. So um, there's this moment where she's coming home from like the, her last day of school and Paxton's graduation day. And the John McEnroe narration voiceover is basically her thought process about how she spent the whole year or like, let's say, you know, her whole like high school time, just wanting it to be the future. And for once, she's so happy in the present that she doesn't want to skip out on it like she doesn't want to go to the school. And I just lost it because that's basically what I wrote like my my excerpt about in the in the high school newspaper where I was like I literally think I said something along the lines of like I don't feel like I can find myself until I'm like out on my own, which was just like not how I felt. Like I had felt like that first, like I'd wanted to fast forward for so many years and then I was happy in that moment, but you still don't really notice it or get it. And I hadn't thought back on that feeling in so long until until I, you know, saw that scene. And It was just so, so moving to me that that's exactly how it felt for me in high school. And I don't know if everyone else felt like that. You know, some people peak in high school. Some people are miserable. Some people can't wait to get out. Some people are indifferent. I was like having a ton of fun by The end of senior year and I was like I feel like I could stay here with these friends and you know live with um be with my parents and my family forever so that was a wild feeling um to watch oh my god I'm like pull it together um but anyways throughout the whole season it is legitimately hilarious they have um Davy's grandmother so her dad's mom comes to live with them and she is legitimately hilarious and she is so she's so like randomly in tune with like hip American culture but then is also like so immigrant the parent grandparent that it's like every single thing she says is hilarious they have Davy's cousin also lives, lives with them and they have basically like a singles mixer party a la the um male Yale party in Gilmore Girls, if you know what I'm talking about, love you, um, where the grandma basically brings, like, only, like, astronauts, anesthesiologists, like, that sort of thing. There's this third thing, third profession that started with an A that she listed in the alliteration. Um, And then uh, Kamala, the cousin, ends up, you know, falling, of course, for Davies, Indian-American English teacher who's, like, not up to snuff. And the grandmother is... So funny. Everything that happens in the high school is so absolutely hilarious. And there's Paxson's best friend, it's this guy named Trent, who ends up dating Eleanor, one of Davy's best friends, who's like the theater nerd. Everything about the show is so spot on and like every character fits so perfectly. Like some people don't like the friends Fabiola and Eleanor because they're like, this acting is awkward. I just think these two actors capture so perfectly these characters like being themselves and like unabashedly being themselves, which to be fair, like I do think is kind of hard to do in high school to be unabashedly yourself. But if you were to do it, they are doing it so right. And it's And it's really sweet to see kids just being themselves. And even when they fight, it's like such an accurate high school fight where they just like literally cannot understand why another person is upset or why a situation can't be about them. And it was truly so moving. But then this got me thinking since there was a graduation scene and this show is only going to go until season four. Like Mindy Kaling has already announced that, which makes sense uh, knowing where this season ended. It's probably just going to be Davy's senior year. But then that got me thinking, Paxton is going to ASU. Is Paxton Hall Yoshida not going to be in season four of Never Have I Ever? Because I get it for like, you know, story purposes. It would make sense if he wasn't. But I am not OK with that, even though I've always been Team Ben and they get together in the season finale. I can't have a season without Paxton like he needs to be involved in it. Um this season was also so funny because it was also the first time it felt like I don't think this happened in the other seasons but they're like outwardly acknowledging never have I ever was on Netflix and they're outwardly like randomly mentioning other Netflix shows and plot points like the one character in the high school is they he's like a he's lady whistle boy so like lady whistle down from Bridgerton but he's like their gossip columnist lady whistle down lady whistle boy they talk about indian matchmaking like there's just so much like random netflix mentions that i'm like okay guys like we we know you're here like we came to this platform to watch the show like we don't need to like fully be like cross marketing and hana also realized this and i did not realize it There's a small, like, high school party scene, and one boy shows up and he's like, Where's the booze? Where are the pills? Like, I can't be here. And it's fully Deacon Phillippe, who is Reese Witherspoon, and um, Ryan Phillippe's son, this guy walked into the scene and I go, oh my god, um, that looks like Conrad from The Summer I Turned Pretty. The whole time I was like, just another, you know, like, copy-paste, like, white boy actor who kind of looks like Conrad from The Summer I Turned Pretty. Hanna was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy that Reese Witherspoon's son was in it. And it all came flooding to me. And Hanna was like, what do you do all day? Like, I know this is what you think about all day. How did you not piece this together? I know, sister. I'm sorry. Um, There was also a debate tournament scene where I was like, all this scene is missing in terms of accuracy. All this scene is missing is like that they should be debating whether or not there should be school uniforms in schools. And I know that's not what real debate team, you know, debated about. Ned was on debate team and it was like for real, for real. But like any debate I ever did was like in some sort of like random class where it was like, should we have school uniforms? Should we have lockers? And every time I was like, It doesn't matter. But, wow, okay, I mostly got throughout throughout talking about this without absolutely sobbing, except my eyes are are welling pretty intensely. But if you've seen it, if you've seen Never Have I Ever, I hope you deeply love it. I hope you love it as much as I do. And I hope you give it a million views because it is full laugh out loud funny. Like we are throwing our head back out loud, throwing our head back out loud we are throwing our head back, comma, we are laughing out loud at this show. It is truly, truly perfect. And I like the idea of a show knowing how long it wants to be and how long the story can be like really, really top level perfect. And I'm good with it being four seasons. However, I will sob five ever and always when I have to like come to the end of my road with these characters but I would prefer it over the worst thing that happens in a teen show which is they go with them to college that is the absolute worst case scenario and so anything we can avoid anything we can do to avoid following them to college I am 100% game for so if that means getting another perfect fourth season and then I just watch the four seasons on a loop I'm good with that Um, Mindy's other show, Sex Lives of College Girls, that is on HBO Max. um, Season two has rap production. So I'm really hoping they can get into that editing room and finish the show really fast because I'm going to need another um, Mindy fix. So there's that. Um, The like mostly the other thing I've been watching is like the complete other end of the spectrum. But it's Selena Gomez's cooking show. It's not new, but a new season has come out, but it's called Selena and Chef on HBO Max. You guys, I, I can't cook. I can't cook and I'm not motivated to cook. This show is so fun. It's literally all these chefs on Zoom with Selena and she's like, I can't cook and please teach me. And it's her like she doesn't know like the convection button on her oven. She doesn't know that like there is a measuring cup for wet ingredients and dry ingredients like what I didn't know that either I didn't know that like all the measuring cups that dangle on the little hook are is a dry measuring cup and that like the actual cup one with the handle is for liquids they are all interchangeable to me I am aware that there's a convection switch button and something about air circulation I don't know that I need to turn that on but anyways they have really cool chefs come and like teach her how to make things So like John and Vinny came on, a bunch of like Ludo came on who was like French and like barking at her. Um, It was, it's been so fun to watch. I literally just press play on it and sit and just have it on like as I'm bopping around the apartment and then I'll like come back and when I actually want to pay attention, I'll literally rewind and be like, who's the chef? What restaurants do they have? What do they cook? So many of the restaurants are based in LA and I'm like, I've never, I've never heard of these at all like, where are these, who are the, sh- who are these chefs with literally like four restaurants in LA that I have never even heard of. So like very few I have heard of, but chunks and chunks that I haven't. And, you know, if they're like ritzy, titsy, fancy ones, that's fine. But I'm like, just pro- like frequency wise, probability wise, I should know some of these. Um, but it's so fun. And honestly had me going back to like Wizards of Waverly Place vibes. Because for a while I was like, yeah, I like Selena, but like, and I have nothing against her and, you know, I like things she does, but I don't go out of my way thinking about her in the way that like, like a couple years ago, she, for a long time, she was the most followed person on Instagram until like, I don't know, Ariana Grande, Cristiano Ronaldo, someone beat her or whatever. But I was like, I don't get it to that level where like, she's like at some point the most followed person on Instagram, but like, I think she's, you know, fun and funny and I'm kind of on board with it now. The show is so cute. She's always just in like random, like sweats, obviously like, always looking gorgeous because she's a celebrity, but she's like, has no idea what's going on in the kitchen and then pulls together these delicious meals and her friends help her and they eat it. And you know, quarantine is stressful for everyone, but that sounds like a pretty nice way to spend your quarantine if you ask me. So yes, yeah, Selena and Jeff um we also saw nope which is the new Jordan Peele movie and to be honest I don't know if I'm like entirely missing the mark or the point but the movie was interesting and fun to watch and I did think about it for a bit after I left but I kind of left being like interesting thought about it some more and then I was like great I don't know if it like who am I to say like what matters and what doesn't? I'm gonna say it anyways, cause it's my podcast. But I did kind of feel like, okay, cool. Like I don't I don't feel like that moved by like the message. I thought the performances were amazing. I thought I'm I mean, I'm obsessed with Daniel Kalia, but Kiki Palmer was also so captivating on screen and so funny and brought such a specific energy to the movie. And there were parts where I was like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. This is interesting. Certain parts were very scary. And then, but it was the kind of scary where it's like scary and then you kind of forget about it by the end. So you're not afraid to like go to bed that night, you know, but I don't watch things where I am afraid. I didn't watch. I was so afraid of get out. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep for years that I literally waited like a year and a half to watch it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that wasn't even that scary. So that's my bar the other scariest movie i've seen is monster house which is animated but don't worry about it it is legitimately scary but anyways the scary scenes weren't that scary um but i am curious to kind of see where where jordan peele goes next because they're kind of letting him like do anything um but i would i think it would be a little bit more engaging if the next movie maybe sort of like doesn't have to obviously have like any of the same messages as the previous ones but i don't know a little bit more thought provoking i don't know i don't know if i'm totally missing the mark i'm curious what you guys what you guys think or thought about the movie if you've seen it and lastly (laughs) literally the notes i take are so crazy i'm really over this teenage dirtbag trend on tiktok where people post like they're like old grunge photos of themselves i'm also overseeing random celebrities on tiktok because there was this one phase of tiktok where like kobe calais and gavin DeGraw came on tiktok and they did tiktoks being like like singing like ad-libbing a song that was basically like my record label made me come on tiktok to like stay relevant and like kobe calais posted that and then gavin DeGraw stitched it or do edit it whatever i don't know do added the TikTok and was like, haha, same. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. You guys have to stay relevant. And I get that it's annoying that your labels are forcing you to do this, but like now we know. And then the teenage shirtbag thing started, and literally people like John Bon Jovi and Chevy Chase were doing the teenage shirtbag trend. And I was like, who is making these people do this? Like, leave them alone. They are timeless people timeless icons like please don't have them on tiktok doing the teenage dirtbag trend also the only teenage dirtbag that matters to me is the one direction cover i'm sorry i'm really sorry how much do you think iron maiden t-shirt sales went up after one direction covered teenage dirtbag um probably like 200 percent and a lot of people that i know we're probably a part of that. So that's mainly why I'm over it. But otherwise, and also like this song goes slow to get to the next photo. Anyways, if you leave this episode knowing anything, it's that Never Have Iber is one of the greatest shows created in the last decade. And I hope you guys watch it and are super moved by it. And also let me know if you watched. Nope. I'm really curious what you guys thought. Thanks everyone. Talk to you soon.